Welcome back to another episode of Thursday Thoughts. I hope this podcast finds you well. I hope you're all having a great week, and I hope this podcast, again, can continue to be a resource for you in your everyday walk with Christ. Um, If you remember, this whole season of Thursday Thoughts, I want to focus on discipleship and what discipleship looks like. And so that's what we're going to be talking about, you know, for, you know, easily the next, I think this is going to be episode like three or four of the new season. So at least for the next, you know, 10-ish episodes, I just want to focus on discipleship and what it looks like. And so with that being said, if you have any thoughts or comments or questions about discipleship or something you want discussed, you know, please... Let me know. I'm, uh, my email is always going to be in the show notes, so you can uh, shoot me a question or a request to my email. And I think I'm also going to put up a, um, what am I trying to say? I think it's called like a, a poll. You can do like a poll or something, or you can put like an anonymous like question thing like on Instagram that you can do on your Instagram stories. But anyway, I'm going to put one of those up on my um, social medias, so... Uh, people can so maybe you know if it's something that you want to have discussed but you don't necessarily you know want me to know it's you um telling me you know you can use that platform and it'll come in like anonymously and i won't know who it is but with all that being said you know if there's something this podcast is for people who of course want to listen but this podcast is for people who want to continue to grow in their faith it's a resource for people uh, that they can come to, and maybe some of these topics we talk about, it can be beneficial for them. It's for us as Christians. That's what this is for. This It's super beneficial for me just coming up with these topics and coming up with these like little mini lessons and talking about them. Um, so I am getting a lot from it, and I hope you guys are too. So with that being said, today I want us to talk about talents. I want us to talk about talents. And... You know, you probably guessed it. We're going to be talking about Jesus. In Matthew chapter 24 through really until he's betrayed, um, I believe in Matthew 26 or 27. Um, My Bible's open right here. I guess I can look and see. Uh, Yeah, in 26. So, anyway... In Matthew chapter 24, Jesus starts talking about like the judgment day and then what the kingdom of heaven will look like. And, you know, he starts telling all these really cool parables. Um, And then the second parable he tells in chapter 25 is called the parable of the talents. Most of us are probably pretty familiar with this. And I believe that, you know, he's talking about the kingdom of heaven. This is what it's going to be like. Um, He's using this to kind of illustrate, you know, who will be in the kingdom of heaven kind of thing. So, but I also believe the parable of the talents shows us what true discipleship looks like. Someone who wants to be a disciple of Christ, someone who wants to follow Christ will use their talents for him and bring it back with interest. Anyway, so with that being said, let's read this parable and then we'll talk about it. So, Matthew 25, starting in verse 14, For it will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. 
To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five more talents. So also who had so also he who had the two talents made two talents more. So also he who had two talents sorry, had two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he had received the five talents. He who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more, ta- five more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had two talents, came forward saying, Master, you have delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard reaping where you did not, a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness, in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Ooh. That last part always gets me, you know, weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know, there has to, it has to be pretty extreme pain for you to want to, you know, bite your jaw so hard that your teeth basically are crushed, that you gnash your teeth. So, let's get into this parable. So, obviously, you know, this, this parable is, you know, an, a representation of the kingdom of heaven and what true discipleship looks like. So, obviously, there are three characters, well, four if you count the master. There are three characters involved. There are three servants. One receives five talents, one receives two, and one receives one. Each were given talents according to their ability. In the kingdom of Christ, not all of us are created with the same abilities. Not all of us have, you know, equal talents. Not all of us are the same, right? But the thing is, that also means that not everyone is expected to perform at the same level of, like, competence. Um, But everyone is expected to do their best as faithful stewards, as disciples of Christ. Not everyone is expected to be a gospel preacher. Not everyone is expected to be an elder or a deacon or a Bible class teacher or a youth minister or this or that. You know, not everyone is expected to do all these, you know, 
things that a lot of times we think we're supposed we're expected and supposed to do. No, all of us have a different array of talents and different gifts that Jesus has given us, that God has given us. And with the Spirit, we're supposed to use those gifts for the the glory of the kingdom. And so, you know, these talents that the Master gives, you know, I think for us today, it's just, you know, what you have available to you. You know, for us, it's like, you know, me, I I am a minister. You know, I, I feel like I speak pretty well. I, you know, when I'm not tripping over my words, I guess. But, I feel like I communicate pretty good and you know I can get up I can I can come up with a Bible class I can teach it I can organize events for youth and show them um, a more excellent way with the get with the help of the Holy Spirit and you know so for me I believe you know I fall under the category of just you know God knows what I know what talents God has given me and so I need to make sure I return to him what is his with interest, as the master says here in the parable, right? He says in verse 27, you know, you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was mine with interest, which means I need to use my talents for the benefit of the kingdom. I need to do something. And so no matter if you receive five talents, two talents, or one talent, we're all expected to do something. It reminds me of, you know, how we're, 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 we're not all the same, but we're all still expected to work and contribute our part to the mission of Christ, to the mission of the church as faithful disciples of Christ. It reminds me of basketball. When I play basketball, you know, I think about there's roles on your team. I mean, any sport you play, you have a role. And, you know, a lot of times not everyone is going to be, when I'm thinking about basketball, not everyone is going to be the superstar player that puts up, you know, 30 points a game. And you know, gets double doubles, triple doubles, and stuff like that. You know that the all and gets all these awesome stats and accolades. You know, not everyone is that player. I go back to to me in high school. Um, you know, I had uh, I would say <laughs> when it comes, you know, everyone wants to score the ball in basketball. I think you know everyone wants to see the ball go through the hoop. That's kind of the goal, and people enjoy that part of the game, and. I was not the best offensive player on my team. I don't think I was bad, but I definitely wasn't the best offensive player on our team in high school or in my travel basketball days. And so my role on the team was usually I played really hard defense. A lot of times I guarded the uh, the best scorer or the second best scorer because uh, another guy on the team, you know, he was probably a better even defender than I was. So sometimes he would guard some guys if they were more athletic. But... Uh, beside the point, um, my role wasn't to be, you know, the 30-point guy. My role was to play really hard defense and to rebound the basketball. That was my job on our, on our basketball team, and that's what I, I embraced my role, and I did that. And then because of that, you know, my, my junior and senior year of high school, we our, our school ball team, we made really deep runs into the state playoffs, you know, my my junior year going to the semifinals, the game before the state championship, and my um, senior year going to the regional championship. And so because, you know, I share this example, not just me, but everyone on our team embraced our roles. You know, we had 
two guys who were really like the the main elite scoring options. We had our shooters who would spot up, you know, and hit the shot whenever we kicked it out to them. And then you had guys like me who were just scrappy guys who, who you know, fought hard and got all the, the loose balls and played defense and that kind of thing. And I think the parable of, parable of the talents is similar to the ideal basketball team when it comes to understanding your role, but executing your role to the best of your ability. Just because I didn't score, you know, I probably in high school averaged like eight points a game, maybe. And just because I didn't score 20 points a game, it doesn't mean I was no less a help in our team's success. Just like, you know, the one who had the two talents was no less a success for the mission of the kingdom than the one who had five talents in this parable. You notice Jesus responds the same way to both uh, the five-talent servant and the two-talent servant. He says, you know, you have been faithful. Or he says, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He answers that way for both, indicating that it doesn't matter how many talents you have or, you know, how much you do, but it's just the fact that you do what is capable of you, if that makes sense. So... In our basketball illustration, for me, getting rebounds and playing defense. For one of my other friends, maybe who scored more points for him, it was scoring the points and making sure the offense functioned at the highest level it could. Our, our, our talents were different. Our tasks were different, but the reward was the same. And that's how the parable of the talents works. So as disciples, we're not all the same. Or we each have different gifts, we each have different talents, we each have different things we bring to the table. But Jesus still expects that we do something with our talents. So, I think of the, the, the three main points of this passage are like, you know, number one, like the Master, God entrusts all of us with a portion of His resources, you know, gifts expecting them to, you know, and, and he trusts all people with a portion of his resources and he expects us to act as good stewards of it. So to return, to take care of the talent and, as in the parable, return it with interest, you know, having used the talent and done some things for it. Um, I think the second main thing from this parable is like the two good servants, God's people will be commended and rewarded when they have faithfully discharged that commission. And then the third thing, like the wicked servant, those who fail to use the gifts God has given them for a service will be punished by separation from God and all things good. And you know, this final point seems appropriate both for those who are, or I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead of myself. The last thing I kind of want to mention is the fact of how with these three, with these three points, I think the other important thing to mention is that, as we've said, no matter what you do, uh, no matter what your talent is, no matter what God has given you, that you use it for the glory of God. But it's that discipleship is not meant to be stagnant. Uh, discipleship is not meant to be idle. I think that's the better. I think that's a better word took me a second to form that thought. Discipleship is not meant to be idle. 
And what I mean by that is doing what the man with the the servant with the one talent did. He went and instead of using his talent to even just get one more, to just get one more talent, you saw the one with five got five more, the one with two got two more. So the one with one talent, it seems, was only really expected to get one more. Just to get one more. But his fear of, you know, using the talent, you know, he he tries, you know, he uses the excuse, you know, about his master, you know, being, you know, uh, he was afraid, you know, because his master was firm, right? He was a hard man. But there's no excuses for not using your talent and for being a faithful disciple of Christ. And so discipleship isn't idle. It's active. It's, you know, what we're going to talk about next week. I'll go ahead and give a little sneak peek. You know, we're going to talk about how faith without works is dead. That's what we're going to talk about next week and how it's vital that as disciples of Christ, we can't just say we're disciples and say we're Christians and then, you know, our actions don't back it up. That falls into this parable with the parable of the talents. We have to be active workers and use our talents for God and for the betterment of the kingdom and the mission of the kingdom. So, in conclusion, we need to accept our role. You know, I think we can kind of tell, you know, what kind of our talents are and what we should be best used for. Again, not all of us are... Bible class teachers, song leaders, preachers, evangelists, missionaries, you know, and insert role. But we each we each have something that we are expected to go out and use for the glory of the kingdom and for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So, in conclusion, be thinking be thinking about that be thinking about how what talents you have and how you can use it for the kingdom of Christ. So, I hope this again, I hope this is a good resource for you. I hope y'all have a good day. Uh, God bless and please let me know if you have any questions. And remember, don't be idle. Let's work.